Welcome to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends one at a time. Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome, folks, to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine, and, of course, shocked to life by Relyon Lithium Batteries. Tailor-made lithium giving you the most power to make the most of your time on the water. Check them out online, relyonbattery.com, and use code Angler's Channel for 10% off your purchase and get free shipping. I'm Chris Brown, along with social media ninja, Mr. David Jong. We have a very, very special guest for this first segment of the show. We're excited to welcome in. Burl's going to love this, Miss Kay, because Burl's a big fan. The one and only Alabama Bass Trail Program Director, Miss Kay Donaldson. Miss Kay, you, this is like our third hour on Zoom today that you and I have spent together. People are going to start talking about us for long. No, three hours, but two outfit changes for me. I actually came home thinking, okay, I'll do this podcast and I'll go to the gym here in a little bit. So I came home and I got all ready for it. And uh, I've I've almost talked myself out of going to the gym, but I I probably will still go though. But thank you for having me on. This is my second time on the Angler's Channel podcast. I feel very um, blessed and uh, feel like somebody. We are excited to have you here because a lot of folks know that we do production work for you guys and television and all that. And so obviously when ABT registration rolls around each year, we get very excited to see how fast it fills up. And and we all kind of put a little a, a little wager on it, a little bet, which then we were all over, which I think everybody was over this year. But you guys filled up in record time for the North and the South this year, didn't you? We did. You know, last year, 2020, we filled up crazy fast. But I think when you think about everything and, and you know, Delta variant and everything that happens, you know, I worry about that. You know, I think sure. I sent you guys a message on Saturday night that said we're about 12 hours from flipping the switch and, you know, prayers appreciated. I sent that to my mom and my Aunt Jean. I sent that to our team. And, uh, you know, our team met Friday night for a little meet and greet so they could meet Scott. And we talked about that. And and I really do pray for that every year. And guys are constantly, oh, my gosh, I don't know what you're worried about. I don't know what you're worried about. But I do worry about it. Um, and, you know, when you look at it, we got about 180, no, 160 new teams. Oh, wow. Okay. That's so awesome. about 80 in the north and about 83 or so in the south. So. Um, and some of those guys are guys that fished with us last year that just changed partners, sure. but truly about a hundred and I don't know, about 160 new teams out there in the Alabama Bass Trail world. So that's always exciting when you can have, um, that many new teams that are still interested in fishing with you. Yeah, that's, that, that's incredible. So, uh, what about four hours to fill up on Sunday morning? Four hours. Uh, we were stuck on two South teams for about an hour and 10 minutes. So, you know, we got to eight uh, teams in the South in about two hours. Right. So, I mean, I really basically consider that we were sold out at, at you know, we started at 550 that morning at five. No, at 630, we were sold out in the North. And then at about 830, we had eight teams or so left in the South. So, uh, it went very fast, and uh, our good buddy Trip Weldon was watching the live. Was he? 
Uh, yes. After he registered, he was watching the oh, live. He, oh, nice. So he's, he signed yeah. back up. Awesome. So he's back in. Uh, fishing with somebody different, not with Ben. Uh, Ben's got small kids. They're doing all kinds of ball and all kinds of stuff with his little kids. So he actually signed up with his regular team partner and they're fishing. But he sent me a message and said, I'm sitting here with a cup of Black Rifle coffee, <laughs> looking out over beautiful Lake Jordan. <laughs> As you know, that's how Jordan. they say it down there. Jordan. Jordan. Yeah hoping and praying that I'm one of the teams that get to blast off there next October. <laughs> so, um, so that's always good. Uh, we talked a little bit later on in the day and Tripp reminded me that this reminded him so much of when Bass used to do the invitationals. Mm -hmm. He said, we would literally have guys sleeping in the flower beds because I guess they took the hundred first 150 or whatever. And he said, you either had to call in or come into the office to oh, register. Wow. He said, wow. so they were literally sleeping in the flower beds. He said, it reminds me a lot of that. <laughs> he also just reminded me of, of what a special thing we've built and, um, and, and how important it is to just maintain, you know, kind of what we built in the, in the foundation that we sit on. So, sure. Well, obviously really we're, cool. obviously we're a little biased because we get, we get the opportunity to work with you guys, but I mean, we, we see it in everything that we do. I mean, David's even seen it, some of the stuff he's done up North after only coming to one ABT event, but I mean, it's you guys, it's a whole different atmosphere you guys put on for these anglers. Well, we try for it to be. Um, I got another text message and I'm going to tell on myself a little bit. I've tried really hard when I go on vacation to go on vacation. And so I actually received a text message while I was on vacation from a guy I met in Cincinnati, Ohio, 14 or 15 years ago at the Cincinnati Boat Show when I worked for Alabama Out Lakes solely. I still work for Mount Lakes, but solely work for Mount Lakes. And we just got to be really good friends. And he talked about I always wanting to come down and fish in, in Alabama and all this kind of stuff. Well, he sent me a text message while I was on vacation and I didn't even read it, didn't even open it. And so Sunday night, I'm laying in bed and I thought, you know, I never responded to Brad. And I pick his phone, pick my phone up and I look and it's him wanting to know if there's any um, shortcuts, any tricks of getting ah. in the Alabama Bass Trail because he has two buddies, one from Kentucky, one from Illinois that want to fish with us. And wanted to know if there, if I could help them get in, if there was any tricks and trades. And dude, I didn't read it till Sunday night. And I'm texting in him. I'm so sorry. Ended up they got in, and um, it's Bob Eret, E H R E T, and then Mike Russell. Nice. Bob is from Illinois. Mike Russell's from Kentucky. So they actually got in. But actually, Brad sent me a picture of his old Alabama Bastrel stuff, the the T-shirts that we got when we first started. Mm -hmm. uh, sent me a picture of man they've got all kinds of stains and stuff on them and i told him as soon as i got the new stuff in i'd make sure he had some new gear but uh yeah he was pretty pumped that they got in he's hoping that they would choose him as an alternate and they did not so um but i mean 12 states i was going to ask you that how many states do we have show up 12 states um you know illinois and kentucky indiana south carolina north carolina arkansas of course, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi. And I know I'm going to miss one, but uh, 12 states awesome. uh, signed up to fish with us this year. So that's pretty cool. That is uh, that is awesome. And looking at your schedule here, of course, North Division, Neely Henry, then Smith Lake, Weiss Lake, Wheeler, and then Lake Gunnersville in June. Uh, great looking schedule there. And then the South, we're finally going to Logan Martin this year. Get to Logan Martin in the South, and then Lake Martin. Cooters Pond, Leia Lake, Lake Eufaula in June as well. And then the championship on Lake Jordan 
in late October. It's David. It's above I-20 in Birmingham. It's Jordan. Below I-20, it's Jordan. So you just it depends on where you live in the state, how you how you say that. So it's Jordan to us, Jordan to them. So same way in, in, in Auburn, but uh, that's yeah. just kind of the way it goes. So great looking schedule. And of course, the 100 looks really good for next year as well. It does. And, you know, we've got several guys that fish uh, one or more of the regular series and fish the 100. And I think both schedules, you know, we're going to start at Lake Jordan or Jordan for the 100. (laughs) And I think there's not going to be a ton of traffic out there on Lake Jordan. And then you're going to have 100 boats, typically a little warmer down there for us. So hopefully we'll get the 100 started off really good. You know, that lake, even with 225 boats has always produced a big bag. Mm -hmm. We've had 18 and a half up to 23 and a half pounds weighed in there uh, with 225 boats. So I think putting a hundred boats out there, real small lake, only about 6,600 acres. So I think it's going to be really good. We're not going to have to deal with the recreational traffic out there. Uh, Should be a lot of fun. And then we've been to Neely Henry a couple of years. I think the elite series was there about the time Mm -hmm. we're going to hit it in June for the 100. So we'll be there and then finish that up at Pickwick, which to me, Pickwick in November, I mean, it's going to be a toss up. It could just be slamming good or Mm -hmm. we could just be past it. I'm hoping we hit it slamming good because those smallmouth on that body of water, I mean, we saw it in February, how awesome that lake is. And so I think it could be a really cool event. Um, and I think a lot of people are looking forward to that. I think David's got that one circled on his list of uh, of ones to attend next year. So, but well, good. He'll have to come on down. <laughs> David, any questions for Miss Kay? Well, so this past week, I had limited cell service, so I couldn't watch the live. But before <laughs> I, before I, okay, left... what's your limit of cell service? That's what I need. <laughs> no, to know. he was is actually that camping, one, so. five, six, ten. <laughs> what is that? It was like at the one that the you know the little very small little bar. So I could I, I was going very in and out of data or LTE range or whatever. But oh okay. So I was. I th- thought you said cell sir. I didn't thought you said uh, cell service. Cell service. I thought he said like it, he was on the it, White Claws it, or the no, Trulies or it, the Budweiser. Well, okay, that was the okay, other okay, part of it. This makes more sense. Okay, this makes more sense. I did think he said cell sir. So he's on that new. That's where my mind. He's on is. that new Mountain Dew seltzer. Is what it is. So. <laughs> Totally sorry about that. No, Go no, ahead, so, so I, I I asked CB, say, hey, are you gonna be? Are, you guys are doing live this weekend, right? And and CB goes, no, I'm not doing it. I'm like, how you know? So how does CB get out of doing the traditional live for the registration? Why is it coming well, up on me? Actually, you know, CB had some mouth surgery, some oral surgery on Monday, and I really didn't know how comfortable he was going to be if he was going to be in a lot of pain so i actually it did not look near as good as if cb would have done it didn't have all the pretty logos because i don't know how to do all that so i basically propped my ipad up and i had my ipad shooting toward me doing the live and then i had my computer as 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 if you go back and watch it you can see people are asking me if they're in and i'm typing i'm looking i'm doing my phone's dinging and of course i'm lucky enough to have two two phones two phones so they ding all the time and people are texting my personal phone. They're texting my business phone. They're text messaging me on here. I'm watching the live. I'm trying to watch the comments. So, and that was one other thing that Trip uh, commented about, about how multitasking I had to be on Sunday morning, bright and early at five o'clock. Um, 
But that's why, I mean, he has been so good about getting up and doing those with me on the ABT 100 and then the ABT last year. And I knew that he probably did not feel well. I've had some oral surgery, so I understand that. So I gave him a reprieve. I didn't even ask him because (laughs) I knew that I wouldn't have wanted to be up to do that. So I certainly didn't ask him. But, you know, I did have an opportunity to have a meeting with him and Kenny today. And, you know, it is really about our team. I mean, from the people who build a website and make it work to our IT guy on the back end that makes the live leaderboard work to the guys who put these guys in the water, who park those vehicles to weighing them in and bumping the fish and Robbie Floyd out in Texas, who, you know, just makes everybody feel at home on that stage to the golden girls who give them hugs when they come Mm -hmm. up and buy their shirts. It really is our team. And I think truly that's what makes the Alabama bass show different. And I think that's what makes people want to be a part of it. Yes. If you win, we're going to broadcast your name all over the place and you're going to be a big deal until the next tournament, you know, cause that's about how long it lasts. It's right. about like a Nick Saban, you get 24 hours celebrated and then you got to go back to work. Well, we give you to the next tournament and then you're a big deal until then. And then you got to win the next one and back it up. So, but when I think about where we started on the Alabama Bass Trail and, and where we are now, the one thing that resonates to me over and over and over is the people that we surrounded ourselves with from the very beginning the 1100 outside salespeople we have in our anglers because they truly preach the good word of the Alabama Bass Trail Mm -hmm. and, uh, and just not being scared to change and adapt and do something new. I mean, I didn't really understand how scared I should have been of live TV. I really should have been a lot more scared than I was, (laughs) but you know, not, not being scared to go out and do something different. I mean, the Alabama Bass Trail was different. Then we added TV coverage, and and the guys didn't like that at first. They shied away from it, but now you have guys calling you wanting cameras, then doing the live coverage. So I think just not being afraid to change, but then always staying true to who we are. And uh, and I think that's been, you know, even though I hated Chris wasn't there, I respect his time with his family, and then also being in pain, I get that. So, um, but the story of the Alabama Bastard is a pretty cool story, and uh, and I'm just one of the characters involved in this book for sure. Well, you're you're the lead character, that's for sure. Keeping all this straight and all this together, and I can't manage one phone. I don't know how you're managing two, so that's a, that's a whole other world. But here we are, about 30 days from uh, from the final South Division event down on Cooter's Pond on the Alabama River. We should really bring David down to that one. I think he and the mosquitoes were getting along really good down there. And I've never um, seen such mosquitoes in my whole entire it's, world. It's a beautiful facility from the car. It really is. From the car, it's beautiful. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, they it's, will tote you off. They, they, they will they tote will. you off. <laughs> but then we've got, the, uh, of course, the championship this year on Smith Lake. That's going to be a lot of fun. Late October, that's going to be good. And then finishing up with the 100 on Gunnersville in November. So still got a lot of fishing left to do this year. We do. And, you know, Alabama River, this tournament should have already happened, should have happened in in May. Um, that was the same time the elites were at Neely Henry. We had terrible flooding. We could not get to the docks. It was so miserable down there. I tried every way in the world to find a way to have that tournament, and there just wasn't a way. There's so much to do between the last tournament and the championship, and we just are going to have to squish it into four weeks now. So, um Yes, we have that tournament. I'm excited about that tournament. The, the Miller's Ferry Tournament shook things up so much. Oh, yeah. So 
this tournament's going to be a big deal. We have the predictions from the super fan that we'll have to keep close tabs on, but I'm ready for that tournament. But then to go to Smith Lake and these guys that are new to the Alabama Bastille that's never been to a Smith Lake tournament and the hospitality and as quickly as those volunteers get you in and out of the water and chase you down with the golf carts and do all of that. It's going to be really cool. It's kind of going to be like a a shot in the arm for Scott because he's going to go from the Alabama river, which is the hardest tournament that we do all year. Right. To Smith Lake, which is the easiest Easiest. tournament that we do all year. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for those guys to come up and see Smith Lake. Uh, we spoke with a, another team this week, the Hearst team, and they had never been, you know, they've been to Smith Lake. They fished it a little bit. They were excited about the opportunity to get to come there. So another chance for us to give away $100,000 at a no entry fee event is going to be pretty exciting. And then the third stop of the ABT 100 and how tight those points are there. Oh, yeah. And the belt. First, yeah. Oh, first yeah. chance to give away those belts and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think probably November 1, I'm just going to start wearing that belt every day. You need to. You need I'm just going to gonna wear it to Jack's and have Hell, my I'm breakfast. Like, I'm like, come get one and wear one, too. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just go around. We'll do like an Instagram takeover, right? We'll come over and just start uh, start walking around town wearing those, you know, and yeah. see what uh, see how that goes. So It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, the, the sad thing is we've got from November 20th till January the 8th, to get ready for the next season. Don't, so don't remind me. Kenny and I looked at uh, schedules today. We're like, oh wow, that's that's really fast. So that this could be okay. I sure. don't know what I was thinking. I really <laughs> have no idea what I was thinking with a first weekend in January tournament. You know, I know that we were trying to stay away from the elites and the MLFs and all those pro circuits, but it really is going to put a crunch from that November date to that first week in January to get everything done. So um everybody just be patient with us um we're doing our dead level best to get everything done and keep you abreast of everything going on and you know delta variant what the heck ever variant we don't have any idea what that's going to do i know a lot of people have had questions about the meetings and we just don't know so hold tight we'll make a decision but we feel like it's way too early to make that decision now sure and um hopefully we'll know something you know a week or two before the championship just see how things are going. I think I'm more excited about seeing Scott's face on Saturday morning at Cooter's Pond when Frankie and the boys put the cones out and started directing traffic up and down that ramp. And Scott scratched his head going, wait a minute, you're going to do what? And just see how that works because it's always fun when at Ohio River. So. Well, it is. And, you know, I took Scott down there a couple of weeks ago and he and I spent a good bit of time and it was a hot day. I mean, like I want to say it was 100 too sure and it was so hot and it's always hot there you're like in the bottom of the alabama river when you're there (laughs) no breeze going and uh you could just see like okay this isn't as bad as i thought it was going to be okay this is fine i can do this and i said i promise you your team knows how to run this your biggest goal or biggest obstacle is parking so get a plan and you know everything else should go exactly like it should go but you know, nobody comes by water there simply because, unless you're Trip Weldon and he knows the lake so well he can. But it's dark. It's going to be shallow during that time. And there's not a lot of boat ramps on yeah. that end of the Alabama River. So there's not like you can go to Bonners and come across like right. you can at Jordan. You don't have that option. So everybody typically puts their boat in at Cooter's Pond. So I'm figuring we're going to have 165 to 175 teams 
just because we had a lot of people skip out on Miller's Ferry. Sure. They may not come to Cooter's Pond. So that's manageable there. 225 puts a little bit of a, a crunch on you, but I think that field will be manageable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's- somebody's going to walk away with Angler of the Year. Chip Bradley, Nick Harris have a lead right now going into that tournament. Um, everybody trying to make it into that top nine to move on to the Bass Team Championship. Um, Shane Powell, Tim Fox got a really good chance of making it in there. I think the super fans said they had to finish in the top 90 to do that. So You know, I, I've got to get his stats program because he's he's on it, right? He's got this thing dialed in. So He is the – I know that – David is a huge Alabama Bass Trail fan, and I know he watches every second of every video and reads he's, every he's post always I there. make. Yeah. But Alan Anthony is like Rain Man when it comes to the <laughs> Alabama Bass Trail. I mean, like I almost want to call him up and go, "Hey, is this the right? Is this right? Right? Uh, yeah. I know I." I started it and, and I'm at everything, but is this right? Cause he just has <laughs> the, he's not 49. So I know his brain is not as, as dense with crap as mine is. Cause I mean, I got a lot of stuff up here. Lord have mercy. But oh. I wish I could file out. Sure. And then put more stuff in, but I can't get rid of this other stuff. That, so. that, that, that makes two of There's a lot of, a lot of useless information in, in, in my head. That's for sure. So that that's is, for sure. that is true. Well, Miss Kay, thanks for uh, joining us tonight. Thanks for the update on the Alabama Bass Show. Congratulations on selling out so fast. And uh, we are excited about the rest of the season and the opportunities ahead for next year. It's going to look, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I appreciate everything you guys do. I know it's not just you show up on Friday and make things happen. I know there's a lot of planning and stuff that goes into that. I appreciate that, David. Thank you for always getting our tournaments up first on the website. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> always get our press releases up first and all that. No, I'm just he's, kidding. He's good. But he's real good. He is good and he is busy because I see how many tournament trails that you guys follow. Thank you all so much. And, David, I hope you get to come to another Alabama Bass Trail event. And uh, I'm going to go and hit the gym. Have Y'all have a that. nice evening. You do the same, sweetie. Thanks so much. Thank you. See you. Well, there she is, Miss Kay from the Alabama Bass Trail, David. So uh, fun little deal there. Uh, very excited for them and what they've done on the uh, Alabama Bass Trail and selling out in four hours, which we all guessed 14, 16, and 18. You were 14, so you may have gotten, we didn't get any points, but you were the closest. So how's that sound? You're on mute, bro. Sorry, I had a really good feeling that it was going to sell up fast. I just didn't want to, I don't know, like, get my hopes, or at least, no, it wasn't my hopes. I guess hopes up too high, whoever may be listening, whether it's K or you or whoever. But I knew it was going to sell up quick. I figured it would be done before noon. Yeah. Yeah, so. we, we all kind of guessed it, and uh, I rolled over and, and saw the, the, the text that, they had eight left, and then I saw one left, and then I saw it was sold out. So that's always uh, that's always a good deal. So very excited for Kay and the team over at Alabama, the Alabama Bass Trail. That's a, a great deal for a lot of folks. And if you're fishing it, lucky enough to fish it, congratulations. You're going to have a damn good time next year. I can assure you that. So uh, coming up, your winners of the Bassmaster Carhartt College Championship on the St. Lawrence River. Adrian College's Hayden Scott, Griffin Fernandez coming up here in just a few minutes. David and I had a chance to talk to them prior to the show. We recorded them early because what, what are they doing, David? They're on St. Clair fishing, little bastards. 
out there fishing. They actually set the boat up or set the camera up or the phone in the bottom of the boat and uh, talked to us. We got sit there and watched the clouds kind of sway back and forth and heard a cigarette boat run by. So if you hear some some uh, water splash in this interview, you'll know uh, what that's from. So take a little break. When we come back, we'll welcome those guys to the show. Then we'll come back with the uh, a few picks and some news and notes and tell you about my, my week and the hellacious week it's been. And uh, find out about David's camera trip right here on the Channel Insider. Hey, Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see. Probably stranded out in the middle of the lake. That's right. You know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity so I don't have any late day voltage sags. Plus they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid and they're practically maintenance free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay. You talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel and use our special promo code anglers channel for 10% off your purchase Did i mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping you didn't but even better so hey what are you waiting for get hooked on rely on lithium today with so many exclusive designs and processes no other boat is built like ranger it's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features more performance and the best value the ranger fisherman series from bow to stern this is results-based engineering at its best still building legends one at a time at mercury there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either unlimited adrenaline unlimited fun unlimited weekend except maybe having to go home eventually Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. And we're brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more. DualPro.com. David, excited to welcome in your Carhartt College National Champs. Adrian College's Hayden Scott and Griffin Fernandez. Guys, that's got to sound pretty badass. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah, it's it's been a long time coming for sure. Like, we've started a long time ago, and this has been a dream of ours for since we even middle school. So, since we have that title now, it's pretty surreal at this moment. and still hasn't quite sunk in at this time, but we're glad to have the title and can't wait to see what the future holds. So – what what year are you guys both right now? I'm a uh, incoming senior. Okay. I'll be a junior this coming year. Okay. And this is the first year y'all fish together as a team, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. All right. Now, where are you guys from? I'm from uh, I'm from Cordsville, Indiana. Okay. All right. 
I'm from Sweet Michigan, just right out right outside of Ann Arbor. <laughs> How big was that boat that just went by? <laughs> uh, so you guys are on St. Clara right now, practicing for a uh, what you say an MLF event coming up? Yeah, yep. an MLF uh, collegiate conference event. Okay, all right. Now, how are you guys doing on that on, on that side of things? Uh, we ended up qualifying at um, the lacrosse in Mississippi River uh, a couple weeks ago. We ended up walking away with a fourth place finish and had a cool opportunity to fish the college faceoff up there, which is a pretty cool format because personally, I've never fished that way before where every fish counts. So that was a cool opportunity to at least learn how to go about fishing that way. Uh, Griffin's had the opportunity to fish that format before, but it was a great learning experience. So we're not quite sure where that national championship is going to be, but we're out here just trying to win this one. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm with you. All right. So let's talk about St. Lawrence last week. All I've been reading and all I've heard about is how bad practice sucked for you guys. Is that true? (laughs) uh, Yeah, it's definitely true. Um, You know, we, we knew what we wanted to look for going down there. Luckily the way that that river sets up is very similar to how the river, the uh, St. Clair river and the Detroit river up here in Michigan set up. So uh, Hayden spent, you know, a lot of time on both, uh, both rivers and, you know, fishes the BFLs out here and whatnot. So him and I were able to talk and put together a game plan for, you know, what areas we wanted to focus on and uh, what type of structure we wanted to look for. And uh, first couple of days, it was not easy. I mean, I, I think Tuesday when they had three bites total, uh, Monday wasn't much better. And, and finally Wednesday we had, you know, like slowed down and collected ourselves and, and, you know, we knew there were fish in our areas. Uh, so we just decided to approach things just a little bit differently and try to include some different baits. Um, like in the top 10 baits that, uh, that poor boys too, but that bite me head was a, was a huge, uh, player and really dialing in our pattern and giving us some confidence going into day one. And, um, we finally started to get bites. We started to expand our areas and we finally, you know, had a, a hint of confidence going into day one that, you know, we could catch some fish. We just never expected it to turn out the way it did. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, day one, I mean, 22-14 put you in third place. Were you shocked by that? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was just one of the days where it was just meant to be. Like, we pull up to a first couple spots, and me and Griffin fish well together because if we look at something and we have a gut feeling to do it, we just do it. There's no hesitation as far as that goes. If we think we should do it, we should do it. And we don't have any issue fishing new water. So once we got a quick clue of like what we, what we were looking for, we pulled up to a couple new areas and I get bit right away, set the hook, start reeling to the boat. Griffin scoops it up four and a half pounder. Wow. Sweet high five, get ready to fizz it. <laughs> so I pick it up out of the net, pop the tube out, grab the fizz needle. And I look back and Griffin's rods load, loaded up. I was like, oh, he's snagged. So I'm just sitting here getting ready to throw it in the box. And all of a sudden I hear giant net, giant, giant. And I just, I threw that four and a half on the bottom of the boat. I grabbed the net. I turned scoop, put it in the bottom of the boat. And we both look at each other, six pounder. <laughs> wow. There we go. We had 11 pounds in the bottom of the boat and we're like, all right, we, we have to do this now. We got the, we got the bites we needed. We just have to slow down and grind. Yeah, so we just put our heads on. down and we knew we had a shot at that point. Gotcha. Gotcha. How long of a run did you make to, to, to your first spot? Uh, it was 65 miles. It took oh. us an hour to get there. And then we had to leave around 1230 every day. So 
we tried to give ourselves a little bit more time to get back. I think we left with like an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes because the first day uh, it was like three footers all the way back until the Ogdenburg Bridge. Right. So we had to mush it and go like 30 all the way until the bridge. And then on the third day, there was a bit big pleasure boat day on Saturday and there was cruisers everywhere, big speed boats, cigarette boats, and everyone was flying around jet skis. So we gave ourselves plenty of time to get in on that day too. But it was it was quite the haul to get down there and back. I can imagine. I can imagine. All right. So twenty two fourteen day one, twenty pounds, six ounces day two moves you into the lead going into day three. Let's talk a little bit about emotions on day three headed out because none of your teammates qualified for day three, right? No, no, sir. So it was just you guys from Adrian. And, um, I mean, I've been around. I mean, I've shot, for, you know, some photos for Bass in the past and been to a number of college events. And, dude, when you guys show up, y'all show up. I mean, y'all bring a crew, right? So, I mean, you wrap boats and stuff. You guys are everywhere. So, I mean, what's it like going out first place on that final day knowing you've got, you know, the whole school on your shoulders and you're carrying that, uh, that flag for these guys? Um, I think – you know, one of the cool parts about that whole deal, um, especially going out with the lead, was, you know, while it was uh, very overwhelming, Hayden and I were able to keep a very cool head about it. You know, we understood that we were just going fishing day one and two, and it was working out, and we both knew that, you know, we couldn't get in our heads about anything. We just needed to go have fun and go fishing again and just try to get lucky like we had the first two days. And for all the guys to stay back and load up in the boats to follow us around with the big Adrian flotilla and uh, cheer us on was just an unbelievable experience. I mean, it every time we caught a fish and, and Hayden and I would jump up and high five because, you know, they were good ones on day two. And those boys would see it and just lose it. And our camera guy was like, man, that is that's is awesome <laughs> stuff. Right. You know, we're all a big family on this team. You know, everyone's got the same goal. Everyone's the same person. At the end of the day, we're just, you know, we all love bass fishing. And regardless of who's doing good, you know, everyone's going to support everybody on this team. We all just want to see ourselves do well just as a team collectively. Sure, sure. All right, so 65-mile run on day three to your to your spot. Who's driving the boat? Um, myself, Aiden. Okay. So, Griffin, I mean, are you sleeping over there in the pasture seat? Are you nervous? What's, what's your thought process while you're making this long run? Oh, uh, I've made, you know, runs similar to it in the past. It's definitely, it's the longest run. Yeah, but dude, I, you're leading, you're leading the national championship, right? This is do or die yeah. day right now. So, it's a little different than, than day one, days one and two run, I would think. Yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what was kind of weird because a lot of people, when we say this, like going out into day three, I pretty much had no expectations and I really had no pressure on me, which sounds completely opposite of what you think. Sure. But first day one, and we had a terrible practice. Day one and two, we got lucky, got the bites we needed. And so day three, I just assumed there's no way that you can just accept to get a good bite. You're one of those big bites, one of those key bites you need. So to do that three days in a row, that's pretty tough to do. But going out day three, we had cameras on us in the morning interviewing us, and the nerves started racing a little bit. But once we started that drive down there, it was just like we had that much time just to collect our thoughts and sure. just accept where our faith may be because at the end of the day, we're going to go fishing. And so it was actually kind of a kind of like an opposite effect. You would think that long run down there, you're thinking about, man, we don't have much time to do this. we got to go get it done. 
but at the end of the day, it was just a long run. And it just helped us calm down just to be like, all right, this is what we got to do. It's just another day. Let's go do this. Right. So once we there, we just put the trail motor down, unstrap the rods and start doing what we're doing. And like we said, like every other day, we were just fishing. Like if we had the thought to go fish new stuff, we did. And I think four out of our five key fish on uh, day three came off of new stuff that we never even fished before. Okay. So every, every day we just rotated in new stuff as long as it looked right. And we just started just fishing. So how early did you leave to go back on day three? Uh, day, I think, um, on day two and three, we left at 1230 because we had to be back to the ramp by, um, at, by two thirty. Okay. So on day three, um, we left a little bit early. So we left at 1230 to get back and there was a couple of drifts by the ramp that we wanted to make. So we ran all the way back with about 45 minutes left, put the troll motor down and the whole day we're just like, man, this is the most fun day we've ever had. And we're like, whatever happened, do we accept our faith at this point? Because we did all we could do. Sure. So we throw the troll motor down at 20 minutes. I hook into one big head shakes, lose it. <laughs> like, oh, dang, that's that's not how you want to end this day. And then we keep working, working. And then Griffin hooks into one. And he was just like, this is not a fish. There's no way it's a fish. And all of a sudden, this five-pounder jumps way out there. Reeling it in, reeling it in, get right next to the boat. Got the net out two foot away it pops off oh no so at that point we had, we had 10 minutes left we just lost the five pounder had a three and a half in the box and at that point we were sick to our stomach until we uh got on the weigh-in stage because we just thought we threw that national championship away we had the opportunity to fish clean all week and then you just not what you want to have in the last 10 minutes so we were sick to our stomach the whole way and thinking that we just threw this national championship because you do stuff like that it more likely than not you don't win those events sure sure but you had i mean you had you know all 20 pounds six ounces when you, you know before you left to come back down right or come back up well that's that's kind of the issue because uh we never even weighed our fish on day one day two or day three <laughs> because we, we could look in the box and be like all right there's a six there's a couple fours all right we have to call this three pounder like sure. it was pretty evident which was our smallest ones right so fishing because i mean at the end of the day we didn't have much time down there to even fish so uh we didn't want to be messing with the scales or anything because that's the next another cash you can make at the end of the day right. so really we thought going in on the final day we had like 18 or 19 pounds and we know the teams behind us are hammers and been catching them pretty good every single day so at that point we didn't know exactly what we had and we thought we we're going to be a little short so so there was never a point in time during the day that you thought you had won this thing? I mean, you had a three-pound lead going out, so there was never a point in time you thought you'd won this thing? Uh, we had a we had a six-ounce lead going okay, out. Okay, six ounces. Day. Sorry, my bad. Okay. Boys behind us, I've, I've known him for a long time, Adam Puckett. Uh, we both fished in the uh, Indiana Bass Nation together. And, uh, the kid's always been a stick. He's always caught him, and uh, the fact that his weight was going up and ours went down was a little nerve-wracking going out, especially when uh, – you know, I lost that one big one because you don't know what they've got. And sure. You can only burst in a, in a moment like that. Um, so it was definitely, you know, nerve wracking. And at the end of the day, it's St. Lawrence. Anyone's, you know, got the opportunity to bust a big old bag uh, any any place they stop. Um, so it definitely was just very fortunate the way everything worked out. So you end up winning by, let me pull it back up here. You end up winning by over three pounds, right? 
Yes. Right. Yep. So I, I knew there was a three pound margin in there somewhere. So end up winning by three pounds. And I mean, what was that feeling like? I mean, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done and you hear the, you know, you hear the weight called out, you know what you had to have, you know what you got. And, uh, and you end up winning this thing by over three pounds. What was that feeling like when it hit you? That was, it was surreal for both him and I, cause you know, we've worked, very hard to you know get to that point and a lot of sacrifices have been made over the years i mean thousands of dollars spent days weeks months on the road um and many nights where you know you kind of question if it's if you're cut out for it or not you know and for it to all in that moment you know with our team there just nothing but 100 percent support all the family that came in you know all the other tournament anglers who are wishing us luck and and motivating us and for it to all get wrapped up in that moment was just something I'll never forget. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. David, you got a question for the boys? Yeah. So obviously college fishing has grown so much. And I I guess my question here is how has it, you know, helped you guys grow as anglers? And I guess we're all different. So can you guys share some specific examples, how college fishing has helped you each grow as an angler? Absolutely. Um, one of the cool opportunities with the whole college fishing scene is being able to travel all over to, you know, huge tournament bodies of water uh, for these tournaments. You know, if, uh, if I wasn't fishing college, there's no way I'd be making trips to New York and Alabama, Florida to go fish these tournaments. I just don't have the money or the resources to do it on my own. So to especially fishing for Adrian college and the way they're able to support us while we travel and uh, compete you know it's opened up just a huge variety of doors whether it comes down to just learning new bodies of water uh learning different techniques uh meeting new people even like just the realm of possibilities just been incredible yeah griffin really just hit the nail on the head right there like there's so many opportunities that have come with college fishing that has made ourselves as anglers more well-rounded um like we wouldn't have been able to do this um out of pocket at all because you have to think about how many days we spend on the road these fall and there's no way you can collectively work that many work days and have a, a job that even helps support make money on the side and also be accepting of you when you're just leaving for months at a time right and so when we get to go down south alabama tennessee kentucky all these places you learn all these different nuances within each body of water that help you down the road. Because I know after college we'll be a lot, uh, well, a lot well-rounded, be a lot better well-rounded anglers because we've had an experience on each of these bodies of water where we're like, okay, I've seen this here before. This is what they do. And just all the anglers that you meet and even the people on the team, because there's a lot of different things that somebody will pick up on that you might not have before. And you'll learn about these different things. So, if I wasn't in college fishing, there's a lot of things and the learning curve would be way lower for us because I wouldn't have the people that I have to share this kind of information with and all these different patterns. So I have to thank all the people that I'm surrounded by that help me become a better angler because I know I wouldn't know nearly as much as I do without it. That's awesome. That's awesome. David, anything else? Um, Well, just going, I guess going back to you guys' setup, because it looks like you guys are using a tube and a, um, and a drop shot. But my question is, how many spin rods did you guys actually have tied on the on your deck? Because it's, I mean, it looked like it was two lures, but I'm, I'm sure you had more than just, you know, one of each. But, uh, yeah, how many spinning rods did you guys have tied? Or any other rods? I mean, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, like me and Griffin overpack for everything. 
<laughs> I remember before the first day of the tournament, I took every single baitcaster I own out of the boat. Griffin took every single baitcaster he owns out of the boat. So I had my spinning rods and going into day one, all of our buddies were messing with us because they've never seen uh, our deck so clean and uncluttered because every single tournament we pull up at, we look like Brian Thrift. We got eight rods on one side, eight on the other, and we're ready to go for it. So we pull up to the ramp on the first morning and we got a drop shot. We got a tube and that's pretty much it. So we both had a tube and a drop shot tied on and that's what we went out swinging with. So by the time uh, the final day came, I had two rods on my side. Griffin had two rods on his side. Okay. And we knew what to do. So that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, what are the goals for you guys individually, Griffin? I know you said you're an incoming senior. So what uh, what do you want to do after college? What you what are you looking to uh, get out of all of this? You know, if if I had the opportunity to, to you know go pro or fish the Toyota Series at the Opens, I'd I'd take it in a heartbeat. But uh, financially, out of school, it'd just be pretty tough for me. So I'm just gonna try to you know ride the momentum of everything that's came with this and enjoy it uh, for what I can, and then uh, you know just try to start working and try to start saving money so maybe one day I can you know fish the Opens or the Toyotas and have the money and the resources available to be able to do it without, you know, setting myself up for failure sure. if stuff doesn't go right. Sure. What's your major in? Uh, I'm a marketing major. Okay. Awesome. Very cool. Hey, how about you? Yeah. I mean, the end goal is the same as that's kind of why we became partners in the first place is just because we knew what our goals were. We knew what we wanted to do. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I would love to become a professional but I want to work inside the industry in some aspect because I don't think I can do anything in life that uh, doesn't involve fishing because I eat, sleep, breathe, like everything fishing. So at the end of the day, at the end goal, I just want to work in the industry in some aspect. And if that's to be an angler within the industry, that would be a dream come true. But sure. that's want to do well you guys are you guys are definitely taking a step in the right direction by obviously the college fishing and things like that and uh and, and what you're doing david go ahead so i'm like i'm not like cb here i'm not a big college sports guy so i'm kind of oblivious to this stuff but when you guys you know you guys have like all these big name colleges like auburn you know bethel like some of the big hitters is, is, there, <laughs> is there like you know even though you guys know there's probably a friendly rivalry but is there some type of a rivalry out there when you guys are on the water there's yeah i mean at the end of the day a lot of those guys well guys you know all of us with them and whatnot but there's there is always rivalry you know we always know who's going to catch them or who's going to set themselves up to catch them and, and they're typically pretty consistent guys and you know those are the guys you want to gun for even though you know you might be great friends with them we're all bass fishermen man it's about sure. winning so right <laughs> uh, cool part is about that though man like you know when everything's said and done you know everyone's still like always tight with each other like, with each other like when um when we won, uh, Tristan McCormick and, and Steve Mills just smiled and turned and just hugged us because they knew what it meant to us. And they, they've just been great friends of ours throughout this whole year. We've gotten really close with them, just traveling to all the tournaments and hanging out with them. And they just, I mean, they're static for us. And we couldn't, have, you know, we couldn't appreciate that more about them. It was completely class act what they said on stage and how they acted every, you know, when everything was said and done. And uh, it just really goes to show, you know, the character of a lot of these guys um, in college bass fishing. And, you know, a lot of them are just unbelievable guys, even though they're in rivalry. But, you know, great guys. Yeah. Well, 
Let's talk about the rivalry in the boat now, because when y'all go to the classic fish-off, you're not going to be together, are you? <laughs> no, that's not the case. <laughs> How's that going to work? I mean, at the end of the day, like, we're both trying to compete to win. So, it's like we're going to share as much information with each other as possible. But at the end of the day, we know who we want to win, and I wouldn't have anybody else beat me besides him and, like, vice versa because we both know how hard each other work and how hard it was to even get to this point. So, at the end of the day, if he wins it or I win it, those those are, like, the only outcomes I want from that event because that would jumpstart his career, jumpstart mine. But I would love to see the progression of either of us to have that opportunity because I know how much it means. I know how big of an opportunity it is to jumpstart a career. Sure, sure. Any idea where that's going to be or when that's going to be? Uh, we currently know where it is, but we're not allowed to release it until Bass does. They said um, they're going to release it this week. They're okay. just trying to build some momentum and some hype around it. So. As soon as they they release it, it will be out to the public. But well, it's it's you, Bethel, and Auburn in this deal. So I mean, are they are they are they at least going to pick it, put it in the middle of all three of y'all, or they're going to bring it south for the Southern boys? Uh, I mean, I, I, we can't say. I would love, <laughs> I would love to give a hint out, but I. I don't no, dude, it's cool. Me. It's cool. I get it. I get it. It's, it's no worries at all. So no worries at all. But, um, well, that's awesome. I mean, this is a very cool deal. I'm very excited for you guys, although I'm an Auburn guy. Very excited to see you guys win this. I, like I said, I've been around a number of college events, and you guys are – I mean, the team shows up. I mean, you guys are everywhere. And uh, it's, it's very cool to see y'all represent well. And uh, very, very excited for you guys for win this. And um, this is the first ever national championship for you guys, wasn't it? Or for your school? Oh, yeah. It is, yep. Very cool. Very cool. So, well, guys, we look uh, – I'll let you get back to fishing there on St. Clair. I don't want to hold you up anymore. Good luck in your uh, MLF Derby coming up. And um, we look forward to seeing what you guys do in the uh, classic fish-off. We're excited to see that. And uh, thanks so much for taking time to be on the show tonight. Thank you. It was a major opportunity for us to be on your show, and we love spending the time to even talk fishing because that's what we love to do. Well, yeah, we, we guys, y'all stay, y'all stay in touch. I'm, I, I feel certain we're going to be talking to one, one or both of you again here pretty soon. So y'all take care. We'll, we'll see you later. Okay. Yep, yeah, thank you. Have thanks, a good one. Thanks, yeah. guys. See you. Well, there, there they are. Your Adrian College team, Hayden Scott, Griffin Fernandez. Two cool kids. I mean, had you had the opportunity to fish in college, what would you be doing now? Not on a podcast with CB. That's that's a good answer. No, what would you be doing maybe, now? Maybe, think? but, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Van Wilder where the guy, you know, he purposely flunks or he does enough not to pass so he doesn't graduate college. I would probably try to stay in college as long as I can to write it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you and me both there, brother. You and me both. So that's uh, that's very cool. So very cool deal. I'm very excited to see where the uh, where the classic fish office is going to go. Uh, if it's close, we'll be there. Uh, we'll definitely check it out. I'm pulled, I know I got an Auburn team in there, but I'm pulling. These guys are cool guys. I, I, I was excited to get them on the show. They're obviously very, uh, very eager to work with us as my, you know, my delay and my delinquency here in getting <laughs> this show produced is, uh, is going on. But take a quick little break. When we come back, we'll, uh, we'll get this thing wrapped up and get you guys back on the water right here.
I feel like ISO Chill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time. And most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off. And I don't feel like I get that same fatigue. And a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. Sun protection, breathability, comfort. ISO Chill, honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. <laughs> I think I always tie one on. Bye, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Time for some news and notes brought to you by our friends at Johnson Outdoors, makers of Minkota Trolling Motors, Humber Electronics, Talon and Raptors, Shallow Water Anchors, more technology, more control, more fish. Hashtag One Boat Network. Find out more online, hummingbird.com and mincotamotors.com. This reminds me, David, I have a story to tell you off the air because it's not appropriate for the air. But um, I had a great, had a pretty decent weekend. How was your camping trip? It was all right. It was, uh, so the weather beforehand, so I guess we got really good weather because up recently, if, if for the people that have been watching, even though it's on the opposite side of the state where I live from, for people that are watching the pro circuit title event, uh, you know, the water size, we've been, we got a lot of rain that I guess we didn't get in the spring. So the last couple, four or five days, it's been raining a lot. And so, uh, what we went, it, no, no, it, we didn't do glamping, so it wasn't in like a lovely cabin or anything. I actually what? slept in a tent. Oh, okay, yeah. an actual, yeah, tent. It, an actual tent. So, okay, um, but yeah, so it wasn't too bad. It actually was what high of the 80s, but then it got a bit chillier at night. Like, I didn't bring any hoodies or no matter, I, I do, but I guess you know, brain fog or old age or whatever you want to call it. So, it got a bit chillier at night, but um, yeah, it was all right, you know. Uh, time away i had uh, no cell service so i couldn't help you with anything or, or really. oh no it was fine it, it was fine <laughs> i you know we had a um, we decided to go to um we every year in april for a good friend of ours birthday we buy her three tickets to the music festival rock the south here in Coleman, alabama and so we had that friday night and we decided to go and um let's just say we'll never do it again How's that? So you've never been before? Oh, yeah, I've been. been, I've, been oh, okay, so I've been. Okay. I've been rocked out, had a good time, partied hard. But after Friday night, I'll never go again. We'll never go again. Unless unless it's one of those bucket list, you know, entertainers, and I've got, okay. you know, a special way in, a special way out. 
um, I probably won't ever go again. But anyway, we'll get back. So you weren't glamping. You were in a tent. I was in a tent. Okay. And it was slept on a air mattress that slowly deflated. Ooh, but I it was it, it, my favorite. I mean, it, it, it didn't deflate the whole entire weekend, but you, you could definitely tell that it, it was, it, was a, you know, it had a really slow leak in it. So, but yeah, it was fun. Just, uh, just to kind of get away with the, I guess my, my, my siblings and my nephews and nieces, just to kind of do something. We try to do stuff every year, except for last year, obviously. So um, yeah. So just try to just did a little bit of fishing, only caught one little small fish, but you know, my Under Armour uh, gear kept me pretty, pretty, uh, pretty chill, I guess you could say. Cause it was, the sun was beating, it was bluebird skies the whole entire weekend. So it was a lot right. of sun beaming down in the middle of an open field. So, uh, but yeah. Well, that's good. That's awesome. That is awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Um, we did not have such luck, such luck. We went to, like I said, we went to Rock the South. And if you went to Rock the South, you'll know what I'm talking about. Went on Friday when it was a chance of rain on Friday. Took I had my Under Armour. Uh, my rain, my Storman raincoat, which was awesome. I should have brought the pants, but I didn't. But I had my coat, which was great. My wife had a poncho. Our good friend Tracy, she had a poncho. And so we get there. It's in a new venue. So they park us out in the pasture. And when I say it's a pasture, I mean, this field was probably seven days removed from having the cattle moved out of it. I mean, because there's still steaming piles of cow shit out in the middle of the field. We had to, we had to walk around. And we had... We we always buy the VIP passes. We're up close to the to the stage, and with that comes parking. Well, the guys were so confused because they'd never been at this location before. They didn't know where to park. So when we got to the gate, I realized where I needed to go. So I actually went back, sent my wife and Tracy in, and I went back and I moved the truck. And it's a good thing I did, right? So I moved the truck. I uh, got my six miles in, my steps, my watch is going off. I've hit every activity level. I mean, the watch started smoking because I've never done that many steps in, in a row. <laughs> so it was like, wow, Chris, you're really moving. So anyway, long story short, we go around and I get parked where I need to park and uh, get in and we enjoy, you know, Lane Hardy played and then um, Breland, um, you know, young guy, kind of rap singer type thing he played was really good and we're waiting for i think we had to we're waiting for nelly ashton mcbride and then luke combs so we really wanted to see and this was about six o'clock and they had lightning in the area well we're in the middle of a pasture with you know huge tall stage built all this stuff and so they tell us they come on the microphone and say hey we've got a weather delay y'all just relax it'll all be good well they moved all of us from the front 50 rows out because of obviously if the stage fell, we'd all be in trouble. So they moved us all out of the way. And so there we are. I had my cowboy hat on, had my flip flops and, you know, ready to go. My underarm rice with chill shirt on. And I grabbed my rain jacket just because I knew it was going to rain. It did. And it rained. I bet it rained an inch and a half while we were sitting there. It rained a lot. And just three hour rain delay. And finally at 930, my wife says, you know what? Can't do it no more. I'm out. Take me to the truck. And the number of broken ankles, turned ankles, and no telling what else from that thing is a nightmare because they were not set up to handle people in a pasture in mud. Let's put it that way. And had I had a toe strap with me that night, me and the old Tundra could have made a shit ton of money pulling cars (laughs) out of a pasture because I tell you what, they had to have it. Because there's a lot we had. We had one friend that went opposite of us, and um, she was stuck in the field in her car till three thirty that morning, and uh, couldn't couldn't get out. 
because she was stuck, right? And had to be pulled out by a record, and the record charged her 50 bucks to pull her out of the mud. So Ooh. I could have charged you 25 and still made a shit ton of money and got you out of there But uh, with the old Tundra. But we got home and got washed up and uh, cleaned up late that night. And we had a good time while we were there, but we we decided not to go back on Saturday. So I'd take it easy and rest. and went to the pool, got a little sun. And, uh, and it was good. And we had a good time. Monday morning, woke up early, had to go have some teeth extracted. So that's why this show was a day late and a dollar short because uh, CB here in his in his infinite thinking thought, shit, I'll be fine come Tuesday night, right? Well, dude, Tuesday night at 4 o'clock, before we get ready to start to you know, record this show, I couldn't see my toes because I was so nauseous and ready to throw up. The pain medicine that finally hit me. And um, I texted you and everybody else and said, I just, I can't do it. It's going to be tomorrow night. So we had to move it to Wednesday because I uh, had four teeth extracted. And um, as you can tell, I look like a chipmunk right now. I look more like a, I know what a chipmunk would look like if he was chewing dip. Because that's what I look like the other day, right? And I don't chew dip, but it's like my, my, my mouth was like this big around. I had six pounds of gauze on each side and it was, uh, it was, it was interesting. The problem I have with this whole procedure, David, is. I walked into the room at 710, because they had a clock at the wall, 710 on Monday morning, right? They put an IV in my arm, they put oxygen up my nose, and they start, you know, the little heart things on your chest, and they start prepping me for this deal, because they're going to put me to sleep. Doc walks in and goes, how's you doing? Gives me a fist bump, sticks the, the, the happy juice, he called it, in my arm, right, in the IV, and he squeezed it. And about 10 seconds later, the lady said, are you, are you feeling anything? And I said, no, not really. And you know how dentists have that big round light they pull down mm-hmm. looking down your mouth, right? That round light went and did, and did a quick 360. I don't remember anything else after that. Next thing I know is 930 and I'll wake up in my bed. And the first thing I when my, my wife looked at me, she goes, are you okay? And the first thing I said was, how in the hell did I get from there to here? Because that's two hours of my life. I don't know what happened. Where did it go? And what did I say in that time frame, right? Because I don't know. And now I'm freaking out, right? Don't know where that time went. Don't know how I got from one place to the other. And I don't know what I said. So I'm very, very concerned what's going to come about on social media at some point in time in my life. Because I know I said something. I know I did something. And we always see those horror stories, right? You know, of, of kid, or kids whose parents have you know, videotape them getting wisdom teeth removed or, been, you know, giving the laughing gas or whatever it is. I know that's <laughs> going to come back and bite me somewhere. So that's uh, that's what I'm waiting on. So, um, but with that said, um, it's been a good week. Got a lot done. Laying in the bed on my laptop. We got all of the Angler's Channel Bass wrap-up shows are currently on the old YouTube and on the anglerschannel.com website. Go to videos, click on Angler's Channel Bass wrap-up. Uh, click on the latest episode, episode number four. You'll see David's handiwork, his camera work there. And he's also in episode five coming up with a little, with a little product spotlight there with, uh, Justin Lucas. So some great camera work there. You might work stuff into a job here for long, but that's coming up. Also, uh, it'll also be on this Saturday morning on discovery channel. Like I said, also on our YouTube channel. So make sure you, uh, you check that out. Uh, we talked about this last week. And I should have mentioned at the top of the show, we had Miss Kay with us, and I wanted to talk to her. But upcoming show, uh, not next week, but week after, we've got the 200th episode of, uh, of the Angler Channel Insider Podcast. And I've got a subject I want us to think about and, and be thinking about, David. And 
Ronnie Moore put this on his on his Instagram story this week and or last week, and I wrote it down because it's a really good thought. And I really want guys to to think about this a little bit. And I think we ought to have an open mic night for our 200th show. What do you think? It's been a while. It has been a while. So I think we're going to do an open mic night. And the 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 topic I want to talk about is how do we qualify a pro fisherman as a pro? What makes a pro fisherman a pro, right? I mean, if it's a scare jersey or a clown outfit, I've got it. So I'm a pro, right? But I'm not. So how do we qualify you Mr. Pro as a pro. So 256-535-3217. Shoot me a text if you want to be on the show. We will record on Tuesday night, August 31st. We'll start about, uh, we'll push it back a little bit. We'll start about 6 p.m. Central Time. And um, shoot me a text, 256-535-3217. And just let me know you're in and you want to be part of the show. We'll take five or six callers. And uh, we'll have this. We'll have this topic on the show, right? Well, you guys will be our guests. So, two five six five three five three two one seven. The X Zone Podcast line, Hotline, brought to you by Trickstep. Um, I would love to get you guys on. So, make sure you you tune into that. We'll talk about how do you qualify a pro as a pro. I'll give you my thoughts. I'll give you his thoughts. And I know Kenneth will give us his thoughts because he always does. So we'll do that and uh, go from there. The uh, MLF title currently going on up on lacrosse. And you're headed up there this weekend, aren't you? I'll be there. The goal is to be up there for Championship Sunday. The Championship Sunday, we've got Mike McClellan, who's leading Group A with 13 pounds, 12 ounces over Alex Davis. Cole Floyd, Ryan Salzman, and Ty Aw. And then Group B, um, as we recorded this, was today Adrian Avena with 15 pounds, 12 ounces over Jared McMillan, Mitch Crane, Jimmy Reese, and Lawson Hibden as your top five. So Group A will fish um, on Thursday. Group B will finish up on Friday. They take 10 out of each, right? Is it 10? Well, the two guys, yeah, so is it – the two guys that win get an automatic automatic. Buy to... So they take they take eight out of the knockout on Saturday. Yeah. So, but ten ten out of uh, yeah ten out of the I guess it's ten because they've got twenty five in there. But ten or twelve will go out of the knockout round, and then um, top eight will move on to the championship round and on Sunday. So. If you're confused, don't worry, we are too, but it's a five-fish limit, so score trackers aren't up to date uh, or in play in this one. They're using the qualifying format rounds, but not the weighing format rounds, so that'll be uh, that'll be a good deal. But you're heading up on Sunday, so that should be an interesting event. So, And, you know, uh, what was it, standard weigh-in too, so it was like last year there was it was pure BBT format, so it was way, catch way immediate release, whereas this one – Will not be that way. It'll be the was it the MLF format with the like we said with the elimination the yeah the qualification elimination sure whatever format. But then yeah, it'll be there'll be an actual weigh-in. So okay, people that like that that format or that aspect. I'm pretty sure some of the BPT guys have liked that versus the um, no weigh-in for the uh, BPT. yeah. At least there's so, a weigh-in, so that'll be good. It'll be nice to yeah. see, and uh, that'll be good. I've got in my hands my. 48-page dissertation of elite qualification, BPT qualification, 
open qualification, Toyota qualification, all that, all that stuff. But I'm going to shelve it because I've been talking to another podcast host and we're, we're both confused on life at this point. So I'm going <laughs> to shelve it for the next week or so. May have to wait till episode 201 to get back into it because I'm just going to tell you, it's a statement pile of shit is what it is. Uh, I got some clarification from Joe Opager and it's still a statement pile of shit, if you ask me. But uh, we're going to move on from that. So that'll be uh, a story for a- another day. But like I said, um, title is going on. Uh, if you're going to be there on Sunday, look for David um, and <laughs> say hello. When, you never know what he'll give away while he's up there. And then uh, we'll go from there. Like I said, 256-535-3217. Open mic night coming up in two weeks, and we'd love to have you a part of the show to discuss the topic, how do we qualify a pro as a pro in the fishing industry? So love to hear your thoughts on that. David, do you have any Sports and Warehouse bass wrap-up results by any chance? I've got Two, I okay. think it's just two. <laughs> well, hit me with them. What you got? Actually, no, I only got, I only got one because actually that's right. I only got the uh, – and I was going to clarify with you because we had it as the Ohio River. It's Tanners. So one out of Tanners. I saw All right, that. I just want to make sure because like, there's like three of them. <laughs> right, that's one out of Tanners. I saw that too. So. Yeah. so I do have that one, but I think that's the only one because I think everyone else has not updated their – websites okay well let's 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 just hold that till next week because we still got a few to get out um we still got a few to pick up so we'll hold that till next week we'll we'll if we get them we'll put results up on the uh, on the website but i wanted to pull up what our current uh where did it go what our current schedule is because you've got till midnight tonight because this will come out on the on the 18th you got till midnight the 18th to get this out this show will come up here pretty quick uh, as we finish recording this and uh, what we'll do is you got we decided to pick the let's see so the mlf pro circuit title we're we're picking championship day because all weights will go to zero on the final day so winner's final day winning weight for the championship pounds and ounces you got the NPFL or TNPFL on uh, Winnebago this week in pounds and ounces, overall winning weight. BFL Great Lakes on the Mississippi River out of Prairie du Chien. That's also overall winning weight, one-day event, pounds and ounces. Collins Bash for cash on the Chowan River, uh, pounds and hundreds uh, for a single-day winning weight. And then U.S. Angler's Choice on Wren Lake. In Illinois, another pounds and hundreds. And we've decided to do a little bonus here, David. Did you like my bonus? Because I figured this whole thing out on my own, right? Didn't call my IT guy. Didn't call my web guy. I thought I can figure this out, and I did. Are you pretty impressed with this? Yeah, I didn't crash the website. Everything's working smoothly, you know. Knock on wood, not yet, right? So, (laughs) But we have a bonus that's worth three points. If you choose the winner of the MLF Pro Circuit title, from the drop down below, when you've got picks like Casey Ashley, Adrian Avena, Zach Burge, Miles Berghoff, John Canada, Alex Davis, Jacopo Galelli, Kyle Hall, Dylan Hayes, Brad Knight, Larry Nixon, Michael Neal, Ron Nelson, Rusty Seleski, Skeet Reese, Jesse Wiggins, they're all listed. All right. David, can you tell me who you chose? I believe, if I remember correctly, it was Zach Burge. Zach Burge. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. 
I went for the less obvious of the two. He's been fishing really well the last month and a half or so. I went with Jacopo Galelli because this is just the kind of fishery that could kind of freak out, and Jacopo could do well there, I think. So that's that's my guess. I went on a limb there, but somebody could win three bonus points out of this deal. So very excited to see what that's going to be. That can move somebody all the way to the top and, uh, and get them rolling because right now – Danny Hardy and Matthew Shepard tied with two apiece. Um, and then we did have a result from the NBAA on Coronas, Neil, and uh, Tessima. 21-27 for the win. Uh, that was week four last. Josh Towsey had 21-03, so he grabs wow. the point. And uh, Michelle likes it had 19-10, so she grabs the point. So currently – um, without this week's results, I have two, you have one, and Michelle has one. So we'll see how uh, how that's going to work out. Actually, she has two because of um, of this one. So she and I are tied right now. So we're still waiting on results out of this. But, yeah, so it should be a good week. We'll get more results for you guys, and then we'll get those up on the website and talk about it, obviously, next week uh, in next week's show and uh, just kind of do two weeks' worth then. And hopefully we'll have a uh, Major League Fishing Pro Circuit title winner on the show next week as well. So what uh, what's new and exciting for you going on this week? Anything? Nothing new. Just trying to get stuff ready for the, uh, I guess, the weekend. You know, um, we'll see. Are you, doing, things- are you doing TNPFL as well on Saturday? Or what, what's, your, <laughs> what's, your, what's your, 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 your play here? Uh, originally I was, well, originally I thought I was going, I was going to, something came up, so I wasn't going to, but it looks like that might've fallen through. So if that does, if things go the way how I think they're going to go, then I might be swinging up for championship day on Winnebago as well. Awesome. Very, very yep. cool. That's going to be great. Yep. So that'll be, uh, that'll be very cool. Excited for that. Excited to see that. So the guys will be excited to see you up there. Make sure you tell them you're media. About Don't let them tell you anything different. So make sure you <laughs> tell them you're media. So did you learn anything on your camping trip? Camping trip? Uh, I guess, I don't know. I, I told my wife after I was done, after I, was done, I think I'm, I'm good with camping for a while. Not that I hate it, but I was like, you know, I don't know. Just, maybe it was just too much sun baking on the brain or something like that. But yeah. No, that, that was it. I, I think I'm done with camping for a bit because, okay. like, like I said, we typically try to do a all family type of thing. So, I think next time we're gonna do like a VRBO or something like that. So, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's our go-to as well. VRBOs seem to be uh, seem to do do very very well. So that uh, I think we 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 have fallen into that trap too. We like that a lot. Although we are looking at camping. More of RV style. We are looking at camping down the road, so we'll have to see how that goes. Maybe for Labor Day, we'll do a little camping somewhere, see if we like that or not. I don't know how that's going to fly. My wife is a little too. If you watch Outer Banks, my wife's more the kook, the kook princess, and I'm more the pogue. If you know what if you know what I'm talking about. So, a little hashtag pogue life here, and she's more the kook princess. So we'll uh, not bad, not bad at all. It's it's probably fine. She's got a little bit of pogue in her, but she's more of a kook princess, so we'll, we'll leave it at that. So, Well, folks, as always, you made it this far into the show. We appreciate you for listening. We do encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review the show on the favorite podcast app. Yes, sir? I forgot. Did someone win the text in from last week? They did. Matthew Lazenby. Uh, Matt was... Lazenby grabbed it. <laughs> yep, he did. So that was my next question for you. What's our number this week? Uh, well, it's all the two of us, but – 
Well, we, we had a third, and then we had two other guests on. So, sure, we'll do four. Do oh, four. There's five of them, right? So we'll, we'll do we, five. We'll, there's five asking too much. Nope, not at all. Five not at all, because they better be texting in to be part of the the uh, open mic night coming up in two yeah. weeks. So, uh, the number five texture will get a cool. You know what I did do? Uh, you'll get a cool prize pack. Uh, we'll have to figure out what it is, but I do have an Under Armour gift card lined up for the September oh. U Pickums, right? Up to two hundred and fifty bucks in Under Armour clothing, um, UA Fish clothing coming up. So, guys, be on the lookout for information of that. And then the August winner is going to get a very cool Exxon Lures gift pack that I'm excited to uh, send it as well. I put that together the other day, so we got that ready to roll for August. So that's going to be a fun little deal. Uh, so the fifth texture, 256-535-3217, will win a very cool prize. And also, make sure you get signed up for the Angler's Channel 200th episode extravaganza, the Open Mic Night, August 31st, 6 p.m. We'll get you online and get you talking. And uh, hell, we might even record it, put it on the old Zoom machine for a while. So y'all, uh, <laughs> y'all make sure you get signed up for that, 256-535-3217. The X-Zone Hotline brought to you by Trickstep. Uh, with that said, on behalf of our guest tonight, Ms. Kay Donaldson, your Alabama Bass Trail Program Director. For Hayden Scott, Griffin Fernandez, your Carhartt College Champs. For the English Channel Circus, I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend. As always, God bless good fishing. Put that life jacket on, connect that kill switch, and buck it up tight. We'll see you next week. David? Don't take it personal. I like it. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource.